So my name is Don Talley, and I almost feel like I have to reintroduce myself to you. We, we have worshiped together. We have studied together. I've probably run over your foot a couple of times. Uh, but it is really a uh, thrill, and I'm humbled to be able to be here uh, to, to open up another parable, uh, part of Jesus' teaching uh, with you. Um, Father's Day, last week, Phil... Uh, brought us the parable of the two sons um, on Father's Day. We have a kind of a saying in our house, Father's Day is only as good as Mother's Day was. <laughs> it's about all I'll say about that. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, this wheelchair is... Um, been my story, and, and during Father's Day, we, I don't know, it's just this thing we do at our house that we talk about Father's Day fails. I, I, I don't know, it just kind of comes up. And um, I used to be in a manual chair. When I was in the manual chair, I was not as mobile, um, couldn't get around as much. And, um, and then I got this Tesla, okay? <laughs> this speed demon, and and, and I, uh, I travel a little bit, well, quite a bit for work. I, I work for an organization called Youth for Christ. Um, I've been with them for 34 years. I was two when I started. Um, and so I, I've, I've held, you know, local and national leadership positions with the, with the organization. I just, you know, just poured my life in this sort of kids. Well, anyways, so I got this, this wheelchair. And, you know, I mean... Denver Airport, I'm just real familiar with it, right? I'm familiar with the whole process, and, you know, I, I, I get my TSA massage because I can't go through the, the metal detector, so I get the whole pat down, and I didn't bring you anything. Uh, and so, so, I, uh, um, so I'm just used to it. So Chrissy and the girls were, the girls were pretty young, and... Um, you know, I think Chrissy, we had a stroller. I mean, imagine us traveling. So we have a wheelchair, a stroller, two, you know, little ones. And, and you know, I'm like in my second home in Denver Airport. So I'm flying through and I'm in my new hot rod, right? And I'm flying through and, and we I get through security. We go down uh, to hit the train to go to the B concourse. And... The train is there, and the doors are going to close. And I'm like, let's go. So I put this bad boy in high gear, and I'm flying through there. And just as I get into the train, the doors close, and I turn around, and Chrissy and the luggage and the, the, the two girls and the stroller and the doors close, and the girls start screaming, right? And all I see is Chrissy's mouth. She says, you're dead. <laughs> Father's Day fail. I'm really excited today to, to share with you um, some insights from another parable, but also really gets a chance to share a little bit of more, more of my story. 
See, I was born with a very rare form of muscular dystrophy. In fact, when I was seven, I was the only one in the world with it. It causes the, the thinness that you see, the weakness uh, in my body. It's why I'm so good looking. <laughs> um, I, I live with pain every day. I can't walk without uh, leg braces. I have to use the wheelchair to get around. Um, life can be hard. Some days are better than others, but on my tough days, they're pretty tough. For me, life was filled with doctor's visits, corrective surgeries, um, experiments, uh, just bad news all the time. Um, I actually had people uh, infer that I would end up being somebody who would take from society rather than add to it. It was hard. I grew up expecting the worst. Doctors, because of the rarity of my condition, didn't expect my life expectancy to be very long. But here's what I have to say about that. They don't know our God. They don't know the God who takes things that are weak and does incredible things with it. Takes things that are silly and makes them inspiring. One of my favorite stories is the the loaves and fishes story in, in scripture. They don't know the God who takes a basket, of a, a small basket of fish and loaves and somehow multiplies that to affect thousands of people. They don't know that God when they put limits on us. One of the amazing pieces of uh, things in scripture is that you can find really important truths because they, it, they repeat themselves over and over. And so as we dive into the parable of the talents today, um, we're going to look in a couple other places of scripture to find inspiration in those truths. I will tell you that because of my condition, you will see me brace my neck um, like I am right now. You'll hear my words measured because I just have a hard time even pushing air out of my lungs to be able to, to speak. But I pray that you really get a sense of what God wants to teach us collectively today. Okay? This morning we're going to start here with Romans 11. There we go. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. 
Let me repeat that. For from him and through him and to him are all things. One of the things that amazes me about Jesus is he was such a master storyteller. The parables draw us to a place of personal reflection, of of, uh, changes in our lives to to really look and see what is it that that is truth in, in this story that Jesus is telling us. So the parable of the talents should be able to shape our lives. The parable of the lost sons, last week as Phil pointed out, Henry Nowen just sat with this painting of, of Rembrandt's painting of, of the story. And as he sat there, he began to question, could God even love me like that? That's what these parables should do. So this story, the parable of the talents, is a story of a, a master who, who gives his treasure to three servants and leaves on a journey only to come back to finding out that the servants did different things with the estate. So let's read that here in Matthew together and we'll dive in. Again, it'll be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man, the man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more, but the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's body. The story continues when you read it maybe this week, the story continues that upon the master's return, you'll see that the master celebrates with two of the servants, but then is frustrated with the the third servant and what he did. This is a story of stewardship, of faithfulness, and missed opportunity. And all of us that call ourselves followers of Jesus, I think there's three lessons that we can learn in this story. The first is, all that we have is from him. Now let's go back to Romans 11, okay? For from him are all things. It's the same lesson here, the parable of the talents. In the parable, the master entrusts his entire estate to these servants. He gives them everything. What he had, they now have. And there's this expectation to invest, to to create more, to take what they've been given 
invest that to create more, to grow God's kingdom. For perspective, the talent was actually a denominational piece of currency. It was worth about 20 years of labor, one talent. This is generational changing type of assets. In today's money, that'd be worth about $1.3 million or about 35 tanks of gas. <laughs> We're talking a good amount of money. And when I think about the need of young people, or the, just the need that people have. We have so much to give. The greatest resource we have is to give of ourselves to someone else. This isn't just about money. This is about our own time, our own very lives. What is it that God is asking us to invest? 40% of America's 46 million teenagers are living and growing up without the support of a caring, supportive adult relationship. 40%. Studies say that 75% of professional adults long to have a mentor. Somebody that would just come alongside them in your workplace and walk beside them, live life with them, provide care and support, instruction, guidance, your very life with them. 75% of people say this. This is about stewardship of the opportunities that God has given us. Let me show you a picture of what this could look like. I don't know what they're doing. So this was last Tuesday. And Taylor, I think they're uh, I think the assignment was to get a so it was a it was a outlet mall scavenger hunt last Tuesday for our youth uh, middle school and high school and I think the picture was uh, to everyone growl like a bear I th it was probably the bear that attacked Taylor and ripped her jeans. But over the summer, we've had four events with our, our youth ministry and things are picking up. We now know the names of over 65 middle school and high school students that have come the last four weeks. But the beauty of it is we have a team of nine adults and six college-age summer staff that are investing their time and their very lives into the lives of kids. 
This is what stewardship looks like. Whether God has entrusted you with one bag, two bags, or five bags of gold, opportunities to invest in someone else, let's be a church that stewards those responsibilities well. Our second lesson that we can pull from this parable is that all we do is through him. Romans 11. Okay? Is that God just doesn't give us the resources. He eclipses us. He's crafting each of us with incredible abilities and gifts. Each one of us given spiritual gifts to, to help build and grow God's kingdom. And all he asks of his servants, us, is to be faithful. To be faithful with how he's crafted us. To be faithful with the opportunities he gives us and, and with the opportunities that are presented. to lean into our design and how he's made us and to use those gifts to grow the kingdom. But why? Why is it that I often feel that my design and my limitations and my challenges aren't enough? Sometimes I feel that way. That God hasn't given me a body that can keep up with kids. That God hasn't given me the experiences that, that I would have anything in common with people. That the changes of my physical condition keep changing and Maybe I'm not supposed to do what I'm doing. I don't know. We all go through difficult times. We all face challenges in our life. Seasons come and seasons go. And, and like I said earlier, some days are tough and some days are tougher. But I don't think that changes God's call in our life to be faithful. Faithful with every day. All my life, I've seen God show up daily. A few years ago, I had some medical tests done. They wanted to know how much of my lung capacity am I using? You see, I think at 70%, you know, there's, they're doing lung transplants. And because of the muscle weakness and my inability to push air through and all of that, 
They wanted to kind of get a sense for what was my lung function. 48%. That's how much of my lungs I use. It's not because I have any, you know, faulty lungs. It's just I can't press and compress and pull in air. And so as I'm doing this test, the pulmonologist is checking her data and checking her machines because she has never seen a number that well. And, and she finally comes to me and she says, I, I, I have never seen this this low. I don't know how you're not on a ventilator right now. She goes, how are you surviving on 48%? I said, I don't think I am. She goes, what do you mean? I said, I think with every breath, God brings me the other 52. (laughs) And it's that principle that regardless of how you feel about your challenges and your circumstances and your pain and your struggle, that if we're faithful with the 48, God will always bring the 52. He will always outgive you. He will always outbless you. He will always surprise you with what he'll bring. And so when the master tees up the servants, he just resources them and he equips them for the work to be done. So as you go about your day and have opportunities come up with coworkers or, or neighbors, Remember that God will always show up in those moments. Finally, the third lesson is that all we gain is for him. Romans says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. Jesus is the goal of everything that we do, everything I do. That that when the master return and the servants present the, the resources that he gave and the gains that they made, it was to the glory of the master. I'm reminded of this every day that Jesus wants us in a posture of of worship to bring him glory. And every morning I wake up and I am reminded immediately of my disability, of my struggle, of my pain. 
and I slide out of bed, and as I hit the floor, I'm immediately in that same posture that Jesus wants us to be, is to approach every day on our knees, recognizing that without him, we can't do this. I will say it, if you want fulfillment in life, find out what God wants you to do and do it. In this parable of the talents or the bags of gold, the master presented everything he had. And they had opportunities to multiply the kingdom, to grow the estate, And God crafted them to do so, and they went and did it. The other lesson to learn in this is that the master is coming back. Scripture is clear that Jesus is coming back and that our time is short here. Paul, the apostle Paul, writes in his letter to Ephesians, he says, be careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. The word there is kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S. And kairos is probably my favorite mythological Preacher, not Bigfoot. Steve Johnson, if you're in the house, I know Bigfoot's yours. But Kairos is pictured as a man with wings on his feet and a lock of hair coming from the forehead forward. Okay? And the idea is that when Kairos runs through your house, you have to be ready. Because when Kairos passes you, there's nothing to grab onto. Making the most of every opportunity. So, as we as a church begin to consider how many opportunities I've missed, How many conversations have I let go by me? How many opportunities have I missed with coworkers, with neighbors, with friends, with family members? How many bags of gold have I buried and missed the opportunity to share this incredible life that we have with Jesus? So my prayer is that we together as a church can steward our resources, our time, our gifts, our talents, that we can be faithful in those things and never miss the opportunities that God gives us. Amen? Amen. All right, let me pray for you. So Jesus, thank you for just the stories that you give us. The stories of 
of lost sons, of lost coins, of, of talents, uh, just how you taught and, and opened up truth throughout Scripture for us. Jesus, I pray that in this room that you would find us faithful and that you would provide us opportunities to serve, to love, to give, to, to expand your kingdom only and all for your glory. And God, I pray that you would find each and every one of us faithful. That, that you would look upon us and say, well done, well done, faithful one. In Christ's precious name, amen.